We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Uh, you're going to need it when you come back out, so you don't want to lose it. Lock it up, you know, so you can unlock it and put it back on to drive home with. But you won't need it in the average church meeting today. A uh, survey was done some time ago asking uh, people, why do you go to church? When you go to church, what do you go for? Eighty percent of the respondents said they went because it made them feel good. Well, if that's why you go to church, you know, this program's not going to be too much help for you because our purpose here is not to help you feel good. This is a, not a Dr. Feelgood program. This is a you-need-to-learn-some-things-that-can-change-your-life program. There are some truths that can transform your life. And, you know, the, 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 the pattern in, in, in the Christian life is your faith resting on some facts produces fruit that are followed by feelings. And when you put feelings up front, then you've got the caboose in front of the engine. The engine is facts, Bible truth. And your faith resting in those facts produces fruit. And feelings support and follow the fruit. When Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, he's telling you, hey, you you need to know some things. Now, the six times that he says that, each one of them focuses on, on a very special doctrine that Paul says you need to know. And it, it, each each of these six occurrences focuses on a different essential doctrine for you to understand if you're going to make progress in the Christian life. These are some things you need to know, some areas that you need to be especially clear in in your understanding. And by the way, each one of these passages also demonstrates that these areas of understanding are specific areas of special focus by the satanic policy of evil as it attacks uh, the, the, the believer today. So these are very important issues. What we're going to do is I'm going to take the next, I'm going to take this week and next week and talk about the first one, and then each week after that we'll spend two weeks, hopefully just two weeks, on each one of these six occurrences, so that we can focus on these things that Paul says you need to know. The first one of these expressions, and by the way, let me challenge you to to get a concordance, and perhaps if that's the way you need to do, and, and look up these six references. Uh, he'll say like he does in Romans one thirteen. Now, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, and that that issue of uh, I, I would not that you should be ignorant of this mystery. He says in chapter eleven verse twenty five. The next one, and then on and on. Uh, you look them up for yourself. Do a little investigating, and see if you can identify the specific doctrine associated with each one of those those statements. These, by the way, when I say these are essential doctrines, these, these are none of these doctrines actually address what we call the fundamentals of faith, uh, the the essence of historic Christianity, or uh, all those buzzwords that people get to to talk about essential doctrines uh, in the fundamentals of the faith. These things are addressed to people that are already there. These things are addressed to people that are already saints, they're already saved, they're already believers, they're already in Christ, they're already fundamental in the faith. But as a believer, these are special areas of interest and, and, and information that you have to have firmly fixed in your mind if you're going to make progress in the Christian life on a daily basis. 
some things Paul says you need to know. The very first one of them is in Romans chapter 1. Now, Romans is the first doctrinal epistle for the body of Christ in the Bible. Uh, the first one of Paul's epistles, uh, the book of Romans. And when he, when he begins the book of Romans, immediately he addresses uh, this issue. Verse 13, Romans 1.13, Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren. Uh, he doesn't want you to be ignorant of something. Well, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, that, I, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. Paul wanted them to be uh, intelligized about his special purpose in coming unto them and having fruit among the Roman Gentiles as he did among other Gentiles. The issue in view here is Paul's special apostolic authority, his special apostleship as the apostle of the Gentiles. And you notice I didn't read the parenthesis there. Let me read the verse with the parenthesis in it. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, how that oft times I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you as also even among other Gentiles. When he says I was let hitherto, I was hindered. There's a special attack by Satan to try to diminish the uh, apostleship of the Apostle Paul and not let it be extended out among the Gentiles where God sent it. First Thessalonians 2, verse 18, he says, uh, For Satan hath hindered us. Exactly what's going on here. He doesn't want Paul's apostleship extended out. One of the things that Satan battles against the most, wants to keep you ignorant of the most, is the, 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 the special apostleship given to the Apostle Paul and the apostolic authority that Jesus Christ has given the Apostle Paul in your life. Paul's apostleship extends to you and me today and should have fruit among us as it has among other Gentiles. Now, Paul's unique apostleship is the issue all the way down through Romans chapter 1 until you get to verse 13. Um, can I say to you, and I'll say this just to start with, the Bible, the Scriptures. The Scripture teaches as a simple fact, beyond the shadow of doubt or any argument, that Paul's apostleship and message were absolutely unique and separate from that of the Twelve or any others who preceded him whether it was John the Baptist or our Lord's earthly ministry or Moses or Abraham or David or the revelations given to Daniel, Paul's apostleship is separate and unique from all of that. And my friend, when Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant about my special apostleship to the Gentiles, you've got to understand the ministry and message of the apostle Paul if you're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ in the dispensation of grace. You've got to get settled in your understanding where to go in the Bible to get your information. You see, as members of the body of Christ, we are not the only people God ever had in his program. He had other people in time past. He's going to have other agencies in the ages to come. We're not all there is. You can't be that heady and high-minded and stuck on yourself to think, well, you're everything there ever was or ever is. We're not. God had a specific program through the nation Israel. In the past, he'll bring it to fruition in the future. You can't just go to the Bible and say, well, it's all about me and it's all mine. 
like God never had anybody else in his purposes. And those other people, that other agency, the nation Israel, those saints had a right to have a part of the Bible that was a, a direct directed, a, a, a addressed directly to them, that was appropriate to them in time past and appropriate for them in ages to come. They They deserve, just like you and I do, the Word of God to be directed to them and be appropriate for them. Now, the key, to, the key to understanding the Bible, the key to dispensational Bible study, the key to rightly dividing the Bible, the key to your Christian life, is to know where you're in, where it is in the Bible that he talks about us, so that when I'm reading about Israel, I don't mistake them for me and me for them. And I don't try to think that what God was doing with Israel in the past or will do with them in the future is what he's doing today. That's called dispensational Bible study. It's called rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's the issue that Paul first starts out. When you begin to read Paul's epistles, the first thing he says, I don't want you to be ignorant of my Gentile apostleship and the authority that Jesus Christ has placed in the apostleship that he gave to me to extend to you. I am your apostle. Romans 1, verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God, when, when he was separated, not just separated from the world, but separated from the previous messages in the Bible as a distinct separate apostleship, separated under the gospel of God concerning uh, which was promised before by, the, by the, his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Paul has given us some special good news about the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Now, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ was prophesied. But Paul has given some information about that prophesied event, about what it's intended to mean. The meaning of that event, there's something about its meaning that was never revealed until you come to Paul's ministry. Verse number 5, By whom? By the risen Lord by the one who's raised from the dead, we have received grace and apostleship. You see, friend, our Lord Jesus Christ in resurrection only ordained one apostle. The twelve apostles were ordained in our Lord's earthly ministry. The apostle Paul was not ordained until Christ risen and ascended back into heaven's glory, and from that throne in heaven's glory ordained Paul an apostle, as an apostle. And his apostleship, verse 5, is for obedience to the faith among all nations. Not only is it a, a, apostle, his apostleship separate from those that went before him, it's an unrestricted apostleship. He has an unrestricted commission. His ministry goes to all the nations. Um, not he, he wasn't restricted like the twelve before him were to work through the nation Israel. Romans chapter 11, verse 13, Paul says it in, in terms that can't be questioned. Romans chapter 11, verse 13, and, and what I want to do, I just want to go through verses with you today. I just read one verse after another to demonstrate to you that the Scripture teaches just as a simple fact. The, the, uh, uh, there, there's not a shadow of a doubt when you read verses in the Bible about Paul's apostleship and message being absolutely unique and separate from everybody else's in the Bible. Romans 11, verse 11. I say then, have they, and that's Israel, stumble that they should fall. God forbid. But rather, 
through the fall of Israel, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. Not through the rise of Israel to glory and, 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 and reception of her prophecies, but the fall of Israel. For I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. Paul says, I'm the spokesman for Jesus Christ in the dispensation of grace for you Gentiles. Romans 15, verse 8. Very important verse. Romans 15, 8. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister. Now I'm going to stop there just a second and say something. Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. Jesus Christ is my Savior. Jesus Christ is the central person of our faith. But he also was a minister. When he came to earth in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he didn't immediately go to the cross. He spent three-plus years ministering, teaching. And as a prophet, as a teacher, Paul says he was a minister of the circumcision. He was Israel's minister for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Romans 15, verse 16. Paul says, because of the grace that is given to me of God, I am made the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Notice, our Lord in his earthly ministry was the minister of the nation Israel. He came to confirm Israel's promises. And and the truth of God prophesied to the nation Israel, as he quotes in, Acts, in, in Romans 15, verse 9, 10, 11, and 12. He quotes four different prophets about that. And Paul says, but I've been given by the grace of God to be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. You see, the Gentile apostleship of, the, uh, of Paul was given to him directly by the Lord Jesus Christ for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 10. Who is your apostle? You know, we like to ask the question, uh, have you come to the place in your life where you know where you're going to spend eternity? And once a person has a clear testimony of salvation in Christ, the possession of eternal life through faith alone in Christ alone, then we like to ask the question, do you know who your apostle is? Well, your apostle is the Apostle Paul. And your Christian life will never function properly until you recognize the authority God has given to his apostleship in your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds thereon. Let every man take heed how he builds thereupon, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, wait a minute. When Paul says, I've laid the foundation, when you lay the foundation, what are you doing? Well, you're, you're beginning to build a building. Paul says, I'm starting something new. I'm laying down the foundation, the very first things about it. And the foundation is Jesus Christ. But wait a minute. Paul, Jesus Christ has been preached all through the Bible. He's the subject of all the Bible way before you showed up. Ah, but that's the thing. There's some information about Jesus Christ that hadn't been revealed before. Romans 16.25, Paul calls his message the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. 
Now that's in contrast, and if you've never written down by Romans 16.25 in the margin of your Bible, if you've never written down Acts 3.21, you probably ought to do that right now. Acts 3.21, put that in the margin by Romans 16.25. And those two verses will help you understand the Bible like four years in seminary will not. Acts 3.21, Peter says that what he's preaching is he's preaching Jesus Christ according to that which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Now, preaching Jesus Christ according to that which is spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began is obviously different from preaching Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest. Those two things, there's no way they can be the same. Words on the page in a Bible will not allow them to be the same. Now, your denomination might make them the same. Your philosophy, your theology, your religion, your tradition might make them the same. You're free to follow whatever you care to follow. But if you're going to follow the Bible... You see, you don't change the Bible to fit your system. You, you have to adjust your system to fit the Bible. And in the Bible, when Paul says, as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation, he said, I'm laying a, a, a new, unique thing down here, Some, a new way to view the Lord Jesus Christ, a new program that God is building in Christ, and I'm the one laying the foundation. Now, the reason he could lay that foundation is because, well, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 he says, I received, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. I delivered unto you that which I also received, 15.3 says. In other words, Jesus Christ gave to Paul the information that he then laid down as the foundation for the church, the body of Christ. That's why 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Paul says, Be ye followers of me, even as I am of Christ. You see, if you're going to follow Jesus Christ in the dispensation of grace, you'll follow him according to the ministry that he has given to us through the Apostle Paul. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37. 1 Corinthians 14, 37, Paul says, If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual. Now, the true test for being spiritual or being a prophet, being somebody that speaks for God, if any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. You see, the first fundamental thing you've got to get straight in your understanding, the first fundamental test of true spirituality is an understanding of Paul's place in the program of God. An understanding of Paul being our apostle. Understanding the, the authority that God has given into the apostleship of Paul. In fact, if you go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 8, Paul said, Though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Paul's apostleship is something that you must 
deal with. You see, you're going to have to make a choice. You need to make a, a positive decision about this important Bible doctrine and then act on it, acknowledge it. And you need to do that now. The evidence is clear. Let me give you a free Bible study tape. In fact, it's not a tape, it's a booklet. A free Bible study entitled, Why Paul? You know, that's the great unasked as well as unanswered question in modern Christendom. And you simply, friend, you've got to understand the ministry, the message of the Apostle Paul, if you're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ in the dispensation of grace. And you need to make a, a positive decision about that. So you need to look at this stuff. You need to examine it carefully. And I can't do all of that on a little short program like this. Next week we'll talk about why Paul's major apostle. But today you just need to start with the understanding that he is our apostle. And not go out and try to claim other things in the Bible verses and promises from other places in the Bible, and then get all discouraged and down in the dumps because it didn't work. You want to be liberated from the the bondage of religious tyranny? Well, you see this truth. Let me give you this booklet, this booklet Why Paul? To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Five three five two three zero zero, or of course you can write me here at the at, at the Riches of Grace, Box ninety seven, Bloomingdale, Illinois six zero one zero eight. That's the Riches of Grace, Box ninety seven, Bloomingdale, Illinois six zero one zero eight. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is is unique in in several ways. First, we we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be, a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio, and I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided, and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided Word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me 
and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to live the blood of the world, though Satan's darts at me are hurled, for faith has called the joyful sound, a song of saints on Dr. St. Germain, D.C., with Burn Fat Orlando, where our patients say it best. For me, it was to get healthy first, and the weight came off, and that's just been the added joy of this whole thing. This is really life-changing, and that's not just a fad. It's real. For a limited time, new patients can get up to 50% off our guaranteed program. Call 855-889-8446 or visit BurnFatOrlando.com. And remember, we want to see less of you. Take the word with you wherever you go with our mobile app, thewordorlando.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com, AM 990, and FM 101.5. The Word. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the FHSAA, are the 308,000 high school sports students in Florida. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. 
We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. All right, folks, let's get started. Parents, thanks for coming. As many of you know, I'm Coach Mather. Tonight I want to talk about the season, of which I only have one expectation, that everybody gets stronger. When I say get stronger, I'm not referring solely to physical strength. Sure, we'll be in the weight room, we'll be running stairs, but we're also going to focus on developing mental toughness and grit because those are the characteristics that allow us to achieve greatness both on and off the court. So how do we develop those things? By getting comfortable with a challenge, by cultivating the confidence necessary to overcome adversity in all forms. That's why I coach. That's my purpose. Every member of this team can lean on me, and I'll teach them how they can lean on themselves and each other. This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Florida. This message presented by the FHSAA and the Florida Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. A bigger and stronger voice for God's Word is now here. 50,000 watts. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN Orlando. Where faith comes by hearing. Portions of this broadcast hour are pre-recorded. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. 